0: Positive
1: Feedback Loop. Three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Positive Feedback Loop. This is Luis.
0: And Stephanie.
1: And Ray. Hi, so today we have a bunch of interesting topics we want to get into, but the first thing we want to talk about and actually ask you about, in your opinion, is should we introduce the podcast with a date? Now, uh of the position that we should not. Uh, I am of the position that we should. Stephanie is uh, Switzerland here.
0: I'm somewhere in the middle.
1: She's somewhere in the middle. So I thought you're the one that does not want the
2: date included. I'm I don't, yeah, that's what I meant, yes. Yeah, I do not want the date. So To be clear, I think that it's a good idea to, you know, briefly, when we introduce ourselves, you know, mention the date. So, for example, today is November 17th, 2016. I think it provides some context to the conversation. I think Luis's point, which I understand but I don't agree with, is that he doesn't want to outdate the recording. So in a way, if someone listens to, starts listening to a podcast and they say this is, you know, October first, two thousand fifteen, and it's sometime in two thousand sixteen, they're going to stop listening. That's his argument. I don't believe.
1: I don't think it's necessarily that viewers will see the date or hear the date and say, "Oh, never." I think it's more. The issue is more what the the date of the actual recording affects how you view the recording. And a lot of what we talk about isn't necessarily supposed to be topical. And if the topicalness of it, when we do talk about something that's topical, you kind of get a, a preconceived notions based on when things happened. And I want viewers to take our ideas on their own merit and not based on some outside uh, factor that we can't help. So if our idea is, if it's something, if the date is important to a conversation, then absolutely it should be mentioned. For example, we had an election. Now I would say it's been a couple of weeks since the election, or rather it's been a week since the election, and that would change, that that would be a point where if I wanted to come into that conversation, this would be some t- a time I would bring it up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would say most of our conversation topics are not related to or not, don't actually have to do with a date. For example, we talk about baby bowling. Having a date doesn't assist that, and if anything, it might detract from it because now you're looking at a recording you're thinking about when it was made.
2: Or maybe it doesn't assist, but what is the, the loss if we did provide the date, which takes one second to say in the beginning? I think there would only be a gain in order to give the listener, you know, they'll put themselves back at, at that point in time, potentially kind of like, be able to feel our what we're feeling now a little bit more clearly
0: so are there some topics that require cut co- the context of time more than others oh, of or course. is it yeah. that all of them require the context of time so for example if you're talking about hotels made of jello versus Trump's policies which one
2: well obviously Trump's policies or whatnot is more you know connected to time um, but you know I don't see any Drawback in mention time in terms of the houses made of jello, or in, in, in context <laughs> See, of that.
1: See, but I feel like there is a something that is lost when you do that. Because um, we, while we're talking about the
2: houses made of jello, we're not constantly saying the date. So when they're listening to that at that portion of the podcast, the rest, you know, they're not really thinking about the time at that point or the date. It's just a good way to introduce. It's a good way to get people. Initially engage in into the portal be, that we're in right now. So Will it, it engage
1: like, them? I feel like it might. If anything, it might detract from their engagement. Sorry. Well, go the ahead. real
0: maybe the real issue here is context. Mm. And on one side, you have this is a context that's not necessary. Mm. And on the other side, you have you need to provide the context of time. I'm thinking of other contexts. Now, why don't we say then our religious or cultural persuasions when we start the podcast? Uh, Why don't we say it to our ages when we start the podcast or our genders? Mm -hmm. Why why is time a better context than those contexts? I
2: think we can add place. Like for example, right now we're in room L318N in the Library of Questrom School of Business. And five, how is that helpful information
1: that will just <laughs> turn off the viewers?
2: Well, you got some guy in Japan listening to us who's wondering what's going on. What's question school of business? You never know. But things. if we don't
1: address those topics, then all we're doing is we're throwing in information that, if anything, will confuse the the listener. Because then they'll, be, they'll start asking, instead of focusing on what we're actually talking about, now they're thinking about, where the heck is L318N? Yeah, but in a and way... And also, if you do know, now you're thinking, why are they recording this in a library where they should be quiet? This doesn't, you know, it, it's... Well, that I, even provides some kind of level of interest, but, right? But, it's not, but the interest is not in the topic that we're talking about. The interest is now in unnecessary facts. No, it's
2: not much an interest. It just produces some level of cred- credibility. For example, in order for the listeners we have to trust us, want to be interested in us, we're kind of like, maybe not advising, but we're offering information in a way, right? Just general a perspective. Mm-hmm. A perspective, nice. A window into our minds, let's say. And providing some kind of credible facts that are true gives them an, like a better,
1: um, you know, they trust us more. But I feel like we don't need to preface the entire con- the, the entire podcast with a list of context. Let me see. I think it depends on point by point. If we're if we're going to enter a conversation where some context is necessary. Then that's a point where we bring it up. Otherwise, it's it does nothing I agree to assist, with and if anything, it has a possibility when, of detracting.
2: And that, if there is a, a specific conversation that has like a lot to do with the current contemporary time, we should say it again, like remind the audience at that time, hey, you know, this is like this is the date, whatever it is, because then at that point they'll remember it and it'll be related. But in the beginning, I think it's good just for them to. Engage with us immediately and feel what we're feeling because we know it's November and Thanksgiving is rolling around and like these feelings are. If it was like New Year's Eve, people but would get that But couldn't we just that say that? New Year's Eve. But again, we could say that. But I think without a but, date, so
0: is there a value in stating the exact date? Maybe yeah, is the question.
2: We could say. Could you I think say what, why, it's why near Thanksgiving, it two thousand sixteen? Well, why be it around the bush? We have a date and it's not mm. going to change. I, are we trying to hide something? I don't.
0: It's it. not about really hiding matters.
1: something. It's about providing. We have limited amount of time. It do doesn't podcast. take much time wait, wait,
2: to say wait, date. Wait. So I want to hear how you're going to come back and do like this one.
1: Wait, We have a limited amount of time to do the podcast. Okay. Every bit of information that we provide as your starting context, and I believe this, I'm, this is, I'm going back to Steph's point, what context is adding value? Because we could go in and tell our live stories literally every time we start the podcast. But I don't think that that's necessary because it doesn't add to the value of the podcast unless... We're going to a topic where our life story is important.
0: Well, everything adds value, and we tend to leave out Does information. It? I think everything adds a value. It's how much value. <laughs> I love your no, gestures. It's, it's, I'm sorry. Listeners, you cannot see Ray's gestures. But he, he is, is very going crazy fairness. right now. <laughs> I'm not going crazy. I'm just ready to
2: <laughs> yes. impose He's very what so, nice. the, to
0: so I think every piece of our context affects what we say. And sometimes we leave out the most critical contexts in favor of more simple ones, right? So sometimes we leave out. I am saying things that a context that I've grown up with is really affecting, mm-hmm. and I'm leaving that out for the listener. Yeah, however, which is a I problem. think
2: that context, who we are, our personal history, our background, mm-hmm. our beliefs, those are our characters, and that's who we are, and that's something the listener picks up throughout listening to the many podcasts. And that's something that's something we does that doesn't really change throughout the 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 sequence of all the podcasts that we produce. However, the date and time that we record and the place is does change. We do it in different places and mm-hmm. the date is always different. And that's something that can be said mm-hmm. and it's different. And it doesn't really have much tied to it. It's literally just the date and time and whatever is associated with all that. But our okay. personalities there's no reason to talk about that every single
0: wouldn't,
1: wouldn't time because
2: be, they'll get to know our personalities
0: based on how we That's something you speak. learn over time versus state at yes. the beginning. But the thing yes.
1: is that our personalities also change and events in our lives do change. And these are contexts that are... Subtle change. Is that
0: the Stephanie before question or after questroom? Is exactly. that the I mean, Stephanie these, in the morning versus and
1: the night? And I don't feel like it's hmm. necessarily helpful to define. I mean, I think these are all things which... The main issue for me is, is this something that adds value just as a... Timestamp that you throw on there, regardless of what happens, or is something that adds more value when used in the appropriate context. If a conversation is, again, related to time, to a time and sp- for a specific reason or a specific event, or you want to say space, time or space, right? yeah, or you want to say, hey, we know we're we're almost to Thanksgiving and we're recording this around the Thanksgiving time. We don't need to provide the exact date and time we're recording because of then. Do we want to also say the hour we're starting to record in? Do we want to say, like, is it noon? Well, say so it's around 5 it's, o'clock or something, 4 but o'clock. But what I don't that, mind add? Saying that What it,
2: if... It adds a, a, a feeling, because people know what it feels like to be 4 o'clock in this mm-hmm. kind of region. And it doesn't cost much, is what I'm saying. It's not... There's no... Ve- because it's one or two-second thing, and then we move on. It's We can restate the date if it's valuable to the conversation at that point, and I think we, sh- we should. Um, and... I don't know. What do you
1: think, d- Yeah, go ahead.
0: So there is a fictional novel that was written by Julio Cortázar mm-hmm. uh, called Rajuela, which I think means hopscotch.
1: Also, just a side note, uh, Julio Cortázar is also our editor.
0: Um, <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> as, as usually it comes from Luis. Lying. Another made-up person. That's a truth um, fact. Yeah, truth fact. A truth fact. <clears throat> So Julio Cortázar wrote a book where the chapters are actually placed out of order uh, chronologically. So you you read chapter 47, and then you read chapter 2, and then you read chapter 15, and then you read chapter 3. And so you have this strange out of order. So you can read the book by either reading 1 and then go finding 2 and reading Mm. chapter 2, and then go finding wherever 3 is and reading 3. And you can read it that way. Or you can read it in the way it was published, mm. and there are two relevant stories in both of those orders. Whether you go out of sync or you're in sync, in I would, order. I mean,
1: I would say that another point mm. that I think is also very important to consider. Then that we're not really addressing in this conversation about context and, uh, and you know chronological order. First of all, listeners don't necessarily listen to the podcast in order. Those into the episode that seems interesting to them based on whatever topic. Might or seem the most recent and go
0: backwards. Yeah, right. And, and
1: but but here's the thing, you add a possibility of confusing the the listener when it comes to the fact that recording time and production time are not the same. If we if we can if we are not consistent in our production, they will know that now. They will not. It, you, there's no reason like you
0: record on Tuesday and then it's up on Wednesday. But then the next week you record on Tuesday and it's up on Friday.
1: Exactly. So then why do we need to confuse the the listener with that? This these are these are details that are not necessary unless they are necessary.
0: Unless are, the listener is. Oh, used to that, are okay with that. They know that production takes time and that there's some delay. Yeah, True,
1: but why why do we want to.
0: Does that really confuse that. them? Are they really that, that stupid? I
2: don't think it's that big of an issue, to your point. But that's what I'm saying. Professional podcasts probably have, like, you publish that day.
1: I am saying. The, I'm saying the level of value that is added. My belt buckle is really hot right now. <laughs> it's super oh. warm.
0: It's hot in this room. That's and
2: why. It's like it's a and bit of metal. It's astounding. It's like I can like charge my laptop, which is
1: <laughs> so. Uh, for to add a little more context uh, to listeners, so we're currently in the library in room L three eighteen n, which is actually also a smelting uh, facility. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the foundry right now. With a chalkboard. <laughs> We we found the quietest room. There's actually someone with a bl- with an anvil banging away, making I think uh, are those halberds? I'm not sure. I think they're halberds. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, they're making a lot of weaponry and some armor. Um, I don't know why they're doing this in the library, but you know, Our it's a very specific, very Our specific project. project.
0: Also, speaking of time, in that room, they're actually in the year 1603. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes. I just wanted to help Ray out by providing the time. True. True. There. At September four first, in the morning. Four in the morning. morning. Yeah, of course, so they just got started. You know, yeah. Just wanted to let you provide the time. Context. You said 1603, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, they would still have they would still have halberds around then. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, I would say so. Then no, they would not be. I mean, they have weapon, gunpowder weapons at this point, but people still fight with halberds. Yeah. What's a halberd? A halberd is this uh, pole arm that has kind of like an axe head, but also a pike. So it's it's combination pike uh, axe. So, like a you can no, 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 it's like a long stick, yeah, with a big axe head on it and a, sp- and a pointy bit. It could also have oh, a I hook at, at one end, you one can end. Hold
2: it. It's cool, I know. Yeah, these things, so you, you, the, the Swiss, I think
1: the Swiss halberdiers Same are, thing. were famous, and I think that they, the, the Pope's defense force had and uses them. I think the, the Swiss Guard, I think, uses them, right? Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, it could be completely. Uh, so, lying if you right had now.
0: one tool in your entire, you could only use one tool your entire life to do everything, what would that tool be? I already know what my mind would be. Let me think about
1: this Computer. Mm. Actually no, cell phone. What kind well, of tool, no, like it has to be a simple...
0: Tool. It has to be one simple... Not electronic. It can't be electronic. It has to be like a... Like a all made out of the same material, let's say. Like a Swiss
1: Wait, Army all made out of the, knife. But it can't even be Swiss a Swiss Army. Army knife, because those are not all... Well, those out.
0: are all that's, that metal... That counts. Well, no, because that's multiple parts. Multiple. I would yeah. have to say, you just to They're all one multiple thing, parts. right? So like a knife or Well, even stick. a knife
2: has a handle.
0: No, I mean, you could have an all-metal knife. Could. You could have a stick. You could have a door. You could have a, a sign. You could have a. Who's gonna carry around a door? I'm just saying any item, tool. I'll have a bullet a straw, and I throw a it a at bullet, people. A tooth, whatever you want. Super
1: strong. See, what now I'm just do? picturing someone carrying a door around and just going to places <laughs> and just being like, "Hey, I'm gonna open the door to a f- wonderful future for you if you do this for me." I, I just, just have convincing I people.
2: picture something else. You put the door in front of the person. And then you go knock-knock yeah. in front of him, and they're like, oh, who's there? And then you open the door and punch him right in the nose. That's what why, I think.
1: Why punch? Doing. I thought you were just making a knock-knock joke. I thought
2: we were protecting ourselves from the situation. No, she, she just 1600s, said to go through life. To go no. through life?
0: this is just your modern life. What do you do? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really yeah, need I'm to punch sure people, what people what in, the are, yeah.
2: in the face on a normal day yeah. basis. Oh, I, Fortunately. I, don't know.
1: I think after his fight with the bear, he's been a little, uh, a little violent. I'm worried about Ray. I think if I had a door, I'd be safe from that bear. Anyways...
0: It'd be safe if you had just a door. Just a door.
1: No walls. Just a door. (laughs) Bears don't know the difference. (laughs) I mean, we've all learned from that very, very educational book. Um, uh, Dang it, I forgot that. Uh, Goldilocks? Bears (laughs) are very hemmed in by modern architecture. I mean, they they like having houses and going to bed in a warm bed. So if you put a door in front of them, they will go away. So yeah, right. Ray, Ray's
2: right. I think this. this Wait, was this the same fairy tale? I thought this was Goldilocks. Goldilocks was not about blow your house down. Oh, that was the same one. Right? No, no, blow your house down. The three, little pigs. The three, the little, three pigs. little pigs. There's the ones who understand like the the <laughs> no, importance no, no. of Goldilocks is the architecture. I think the three little pigs understand that. Goldilocks of is about a
1: girl who sneaks into a house owned by bears. Well, Okay. And then, eats their food. And sleeps in their bed, yes, and then does not Without get mauled. Without their permission, can you And does what not kind of get mauled, does, this? Does, does not get mauled, which I think I is the greatest crime out of that.
0: Rapunzel's like adopted witch mother probably understands architecture the most. If she built that giant tower, did she build
1: it, or was there like a f- tower she found?
0: Like there, there's just a tower <laughs> sitting is, around. Is,
2: is Rapunzel the one with the hair, Yeah. The long yeah. hair? Why yeah. would she, so she built it and then she locked her up in there?
0: There's a lot of fairy tales that are like very architectural.
1: True. Yeah, it's probably a way to like. You know, I mean the entire the the three little pigs as you mentioned. It's all about yeah, house a house for like how to make a good house. Basically, like the sales
2: of bricks after that story was like probably the, yeah, probably off the charts. Yeah, they, they don't, didn't even have charts back then. It yeah, was, no, I, people just went to the to the chart.
1: local brick brick market and uh, just bought tons of bricks for their kids to play mm-hmm. around with mm-hmm. because you know that's the kids' you favorite get a toy.
2: Brick for Christmas, and that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a reward. Yeah, it's it's really you an investment. You the bricks over time to build a mini house.
1: Exactly, it's it's an investment in your future. Is this
0: why Legos took off so well? Yeah, bricks became subconscious too expensive. Idea that bricks were like the way to go. Mm-hmm. I
1: think so. Yeah, I uh, building. You know, it's interesting uh, talking about architecture. Movies have this thing where everyone's job is architect. There's are so many architects in movies, despite them being a mm. tiny percentage of the population. And they are supposed to be these, like, mega superstars. All architects are. Even we make the Matrix is dollars right? Yeah, or they, they make bank. in If everything. it's
2: not a physical building or structure, you can build a, the Matrix.
1: No, but I'm talking about, like, le- legitimate position. Like, the actual job architect is overrepresented in movies significantly, if you actually, like, go back and I look. Think you but have is a this the information
0: architect watching. where they or the no, 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 no. storyboarding? like, a, like an actual, like, building thing, Building architect, okay. yeah. Okay, or design. Maybe you're just watching
2: design <coughs> movies that are, you're a little biased because you've seen a lot of those movies, because I don't get that feeling, do you? So. Well,
0: what about Inception, where it's, there's even an architect yeah. in the movie, it, and it's all about the architecture of the world, and yeah. yet it's, like... It's all designed with computer animation. In that case,
2: I agree, but you're saying physical architecture. I would, I would say, say in general, I, anyone that builds something. I would well, design, say that...
0: I mean, we have to realize that design designing... Is true. Architecture yeah, not is building. not about building. That's construction. Yeah.
1: My point is more but they that... But think about construction. My point is more that, uh, in general, buildings tend to misrepresent jobs horribly. For example, Household. movies and TV. Um, let's talk about just in general, like waiters. On TV have banging apartments in New York City, which there is no way they would afford those apartments. Right. Just on anyone's salary. And they're they're out every night, like, chilling, hanging out. But, you know,
2: waiters actually work at night in many
1: cases. But but even then, like, even if they're working double shifts, they generally are not that well off when it comes to the level of apartment that they have in the middle of New York's in Manhattan.
2: I must say, though, if you're, like, working in a manager position in, like, a nice restaurant, you
1: make bank. Generally, though, the movies don't show people as... Like low level managers, they're, they're generally either frontline staff, they're the in cubicles, or they're architects. Or they're the chef. Or they're the chef. Some like chef movies. How many chefs are there? I mean, I guess like there are movies that are about food, What's in which case they'll waiting? be chefs. Is there a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like Dane Cook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really watch it. I, I've, I remember there was yeah, a. I think I watched it. It was, was on Comedy Central a bunch, but I never really yeah. saw it. Have you guys seen South Park season? I have not. Season? I recommend you watch it.
0: This is very time-bound the, conversation. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So again, soon repeat. people
0: will say he was watching it was, the. It was season X twenty. Number season?
2: Season twenty, South Park.
0: They have twenty seasons.
1: Yeah. yeah they've been going on since nineteen ninety what eight ninety eight ninety yeah, seven. Pretty good. They've been Street. going on for a long wow.
2: time. Remember when they first came out? It was like very offensive. Very. It's offensive. still very I mean, offensive to a lot. Of people. It is, but it was like. In the news, like should this be a TV show? Kind of offensive. Yeah. But now it's like, been accepted.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I think like people have kind of. I think there's uh, good morals yeah. in the end of those stories. It it's that, but oh, some sometimes. But I what think. What about the
0: Aesop's Fables?
1: say The Aesop's Fables.
0: <laughs> the, wait, there's good morals at the end of *South Park*? Some there are
2: some like messages that help a society connect in a way.
0: I feel like there are sources that have a lot better messages. <clears throat> True, less diluted with crap.
2: I would not. <laughs> well, it's to reach... Because South Park, I believe, reaches a specific sort of audience that would not be reached in any other way. you have to like go really mm. deep into there. That's interesting. I would, I would say that the... Really care. They won't care otherwise.
1: The other thing about South Park and its ilk is that, I mean, and I personally have watched a lot of South Park. It's a show that I've enjoyed uh, in the past. I just haven't had time to really watch the new mm-hmm. seasons because, as I mentioned in a previous episode... I have been overloading myself with as much work as I can do. But uh, I would say the main thing with South Park is a lot of the time they go out of their way to be offensive, but ultimately they try to end the show and that they actually have this running joke with an ultimate lesson. Every single episode they end with, today I've learned this. And it, oftentimes it's tr- laughing about the fact that they do that every single time. Uh, and oftentimes it's the lesson is satirical and stupid and not really something that people should be taking away from. But sometimes it's something legitimately valuable.
0: I thought about doing that with my own journal. Like, why is it that we watch shows that come out with a lesson at the end, but we don't come out of each day with a lesson? Say, OK, sure. today I've learned good,
2: interesting, interesting insight. one
0: thing and it's this.
2: Hmm. Right? I think that's valuable to do. What you're saying, like, if you do have a journal, add one or two sentences at the end about what you've learned and how you're going to use it in the future.
0: We think of all the TV shows we watch with with lessons or messages of some sort. We take in so many messages that people say, here's what you should learn. That's Mm -hmm. what mass media is basically telling us. Mm -hmm. And yet we're not intrinsically...
2: Applying it? Maybe um, subconsciously we are. Not
0: just applying it. I mean, like...
2: Integrating Take,
0: synthesizing our own lessons from our experiences, mm. right? Like we need to watch a TV show for someone tell to us. live out an experience and then synthesize mm. it for us and tell us a lesson yeah. versus us going through the day and then saying at the end of the day, okay, given all the experiences I've had today, I actually would synthesize it this way and learn this.
1: True. That's that's interesting. I, I feel like personally I just don't have the patience for that sort of uh, – like I don't – my the way I do introspection is not in a – Is it more real-time? It's more, yeah. you just do it as you go? Yeah, I would say that's more the case. And generally, my preferred method is to just go for a walk and because I can't be doing other things. So sometimes I just like, I like walking. And maybe that's a New York thing. I don't know. But I just really enjoy walking. So if I can go somewhere on a walk, I'll take some time, put on some podcast or something or a book that I'm listening to. And just I mostly will tune out what I'm actually listening to and just think. That'll, that's just a nice little introspection exercise, but it's, or as I'm doing things in the day, like I'll think about the consequence of something or I'll try to take in something. But I don't know, I never be, was able I never had the patience for a, for a journal. I, someone gave me a journal once and I just could not follow up with it. Yeah. I wrote one line and I was like, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm done.
0: See, I'm the opposite because I've written actively in a journal since I was 14 years old. I've written in a journal since I was eight. <laughs> because I was given a journal and I kept in second grade and I kept it. And I have funny stories that I've written down. Here's th- but then actively fourteen years old and older, I've written um, every day until I got to business school and I've written at least once a week.
1: Interesting. So I have here's a question, here's really th- quickly, yeah, is it all written down
2: and by it's
0: hand? Handwritten.
2: Okay, so you don't have like a digital recording of it either. No. At all. Okay. But here's
1: the thing. You will probably survive in history more than we do, than we will. Right, and that brings me to
2: an interesting point: surviving history. Does surviving through history make you immortal?
1: No, because no one actually survives all of history. But the the, the sun will eventually expand and consume everything. So, maybe well, I guess let history will end. Question. History no. will eventually end. And we won't live out. We won't outlive it.
0: You mean the history of this earth, or you no, mean the history, history. Of history?
1: History is recorded, it's right? A, prehistory. Uh, that's, uh, that's what we talk about. Prehistory. Well, I, well, I don't know history because history, history
0: lives on in people's memories as well. But if people,
1: if everyone's no,
2: dead, saying, there's like, no one to remember. Unless you believe in an after afterlife. Kind of, well, that's not part of history. But, that's, that's more not, eternal, yeah, Eternity.
1: That's maybe. Yeah. That's,
0: no, I think that it, if you are, you really believe that after you die, you're just losing your body, but you're. Your soul, your thoughts, your whole experience lives on. But does it live
2: on in this plane? Does it live on in only one? No, but I think you still dimension?
0: remember everything that happened to you. I, wow.
1: Okay, but, but yeah, if you're in start. a different plane, there's a way, There's a lot yeah. of things going on here. Go ahead. If you were in a different plane, I'm gonna just keep this to a the theoretical. We're not gonna yeah. get into the right. religious yeah, aspect of it. it on the um, right? If you're if you're removed from this plane, then you're no longer living in this plane. Right? That doesn't mean you that, can't take experience no from it. this
0: plane with you and remember True. It.
2: No, I think those experiences can exist in another plane. Or they it, the ones that exist now are just maybe a single dimensional and the ones that, that might exist in another dimensional plane, like you know, heaven or something, might you might have you might be able to experience all the possible universes that you could have lived. You might have gone to a different school. And when you're in heaven, you can live that out. You can Wait. live out the BU,
1: you can live That out would out. be infinite. Wait, that, that, that brings a really good question to mind. And this is getting a little into the controversial, the controversial, so I apologize. And if we want to cut this, I'm okay with that. But if there, if the multiverse theory is true, does each multiverse, does each universe have its own heaven? according to theology, for a lot of people. I
0: just don't understand how each multiverse wouldn't then have its own other multiverses. I feel like... Well, no, every
1: it's infinite multiverses. It's infinite universes. So is there one... (laughs) Would there be one, uh, for whatever religion you have, would there be one afterlife for all of those universes? which would then be filled with well, infinite people
0: if they have different outcomes like you made a bad choice in one universe yeah. know, one one, one a trajectory universe. and you made a good choice in another trajectory so you would end up somewhere different there's right? potentially a
1: universe your... where hitlers in heaven according to what that Theology would have well, to dictate at that point. Well, because he wouldn't have been
0: well, the Hitler, he would have been Exactly. He yeah, would he would been have been some nice boy. Yeah.
1: Oh, who got yeah. into art school and I think that just do some paintings.
2: We're making an assumption here, and that's that. I'm making a lot of assumptions here. we are making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> one being that each of us, as our individuals with individual potential universes, why do we even exist? There is a potential universe where we, our entire soul, maybe did not exist, right? Wait, are you? So let's say our parents were never existing. True, we wouldn't exist. But but and if you're there talking, there was a series of events in history that kind have of led. If you, led you to well, talk so about here's
0: the question, if my mother chose to marry somebody different, you wouldn't exist in that universe. Then I wouldn't exist in that universe. So basically, you have starting with Adam and Eve.
1: Let's say, if, yeah, a let's
0: completely say. different set of human beings. Then,
1: well, here's here's the thing: the entire point of infinite universes is that literally everything has happened. Mm-hmm. In all of them, mm-hmm. if you could, like if you over the expanse of all infinity, every, possible, every single possible choice has been made, but that would have and to has be occurred.
0: infinite. It just there could be no finite. Of course, that's
1: right. what, that's and the whole point I'd of like, infinite universes. And I'd like
2: to uh, add something to this conversation. We dream, right, and we think, and we could, we can imagine, and I theorize that the fact that we can imagine something, the fact that we can imagine something means the only way that we can't imagine these things that aren't happening our imaginations, it's because it, they do exist in a different universe. And every time we think or imagine something, we're just channeling that universe and our brains are like radio antennas, receiving mm. it, filtering it, and making sense out of it. And then we try to live this physical world. So you're saying
1: that information travels across dimensional boundaries. Yes. Which is it's not, a big claim. You're, you're I think you you just, could. you just said information travels. I think that's what that's what information. That's what it would be. Is I think information? information could travel. Yeah, that would be information. information. If you're imagining something, if you're bringing in data from another universe into your head, which is what you're describing. Information has to be recorded in this in this way. It doesn't. Need no, to it be. doesn't. I mean, when you talk about black holes, for example, one of the things is that even information can't escape a black hole. Like that. That's. That's the kind of the point when we talk about information. The physics on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. information. For example, one of the things that makes time travel such a complicated thing is that it breaks the idea of information because you can have someone who escapes the causality loop for information. For example, let's say take an example where um, I go back in time. I bring, I, I, bu- I download and print out Einstein's works, right? And I go back in time and give them to Einstein. Mm-hmm. And where did the information start? Who created it now? Because he didn't create it, Sorry, but he did create it. Say that again. So if I were to hand Einstein his own work by he, going back in time... Okay. But hand
0: I mean. it to him before he's thought of yes, his work. Yes, before right? he's
1: created it. Now the information that he created, he created now hole. goes into his head from outside. It's not something he created himself. Mm-hmm. So the nope. information came out of
2: nowhere. So actually, that's what I'm saying. There was So let's say Einstein was there without the information you gave him. And he's going to eventually come up with those ideas, right? Will he? Oh, you mean in, the, in, the, in one university? Will yeah, for sure. So the fact that you gave it back to him, it doesn't really matter because he already thought
1: of those in the future. But this is this is dependent on the on the, on the idea that there are multiple universes. Yes, and I think and that's the thing. I, like that's. I would bet
2: let's on take something the, like that existing.
0: Let's go down also the the pathway that there are not multiple universes that we actually are ourselves wholly. We are to ourselves. We own ourselves. And when we make choices, those choices are eternal. Mm -hmm. And there is no other self and there is no other path once we've made that choice Mm -hmm. that we can actually have a history and Mm -hmm. therefore not just be, be. you know, a non-being of sorts. Because if I I am the composite of every possible choice that I could have and will make... All of a sudden, I become would you have been though a non-being?
1: Would you have been the composite in a multiverse? Wouldn't you just still be you? It's just that from an outside perspective, they would see all of the Yous, all of those different Stephanies would be different people with hopes and dreams and different realities. Then and they different. wouldn't
0: be just the Stephanies. They'd be a Mary and a Jane and no, I. they
1: could be called Stephanie, but they could be Stephanie Alpha, Stephanie Beta, Beta, or whatever. But you they want to wouldn't
0: call. be me. They they would actually be be different people. I know. That's what what I'm saying. saying. Yes, they could have the same name, just like somebody else else in America has my name. Of course. It's one of the most popular (laughs) baby names of my (laughs) birth year. But the point is that in multiverses, they really would be different people. So the point is that a multiverse maybe is the wrong term because it's not multiple versions of one universe, it is actually just multiple universes. Yeah, that's the
1: that's the idea. Right. right.
0: But but people posit it as if it were multiple paths for this same universe. It is,
2: because every millisecond that goes forward in time, we're a technically a different person. Our cells die and regenerate. We're technically different. In twenty years, think about ten years ago.
0: Well your body's different. Your that body doesn't mean that your soul is different. Your body uses the matter of the earth, right? I'm, I'm going to, but
2: your soul is kind of a collection of the things that happen throughout I'm, your life too. So it is different. So this, as well.
1: this is again, we're getting into a lot of assumptions, and we're getting into some That's complicated. What makes trick, it fun. But one of the assumptions mm-hmm. we're making right now is about whether souls exist, and is there is a nature to souls? This is something that I think. They watched that movie
2: where they try to weigh. There's like, there was like a scientist trying to like see if the soul had mass. Oh, 21, it's like 21 grams. grams. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. But I mean, I, I mean it's not very scientific because it was done in like the 50s or something. It,
1: there's it's
0: because it was done in the 50s. Well, I mean,
2: like, and the guy was. I don't think yeah. it worked out. It comes
0: it. back full circle too. Well, maybe t- Maybe saying time in the podcast matters. I'm just saying <laughs> because people will determine. Oh, they said it in 2016, so it's not very accurate. Well,
2: I mean, the the just the technology to measure that kind of thing was not very precise. I think. I mean, it might be, but I don't. I don't know. Something to be researched.
1: I I would say. That you, you, our viewers can now, our listeners, sorry, our piffles, can now piffles. S- take some time to really ponder because we've gone through a lot. Take some time, get some, got something to drink, and think about the nature of, of yourself and souls. And we'll be right back with PFL, positive feedback loop.
2: Have you ever been stuck somewhere, really quiet,
0: like a library?
2: Like a library where everyone is expected to be quiet and you have to follow by the rules. And, and if you raise the volume too much, people tell you to shh or they tell you to leave or they tell you to get a room. Well, now we have a solution. It's
0: the screaming room. It's called the screaming room.
2: Only 35 99 per hour. You can enter the heaven of screams.
0: There are hallways everywhere that that are lined with glass that will reverberate and make your screams even louder than you can make (laughs) them.
2: Your echoes will be phenomenal. I can't even imagine how many times you're gonna hear your own voice echoing back and forth with, with brilliance and exuberance and you are just gonna be jumping up and down with this massive amount of sound flowing through your veins.
0: And an unlimited amount of tiles. Tiles everywhere. It's like one giant bathroom.
2: And we promise, there won't be any carpet, any carpeting or, or poster boards. Nothing or that will absorb. drapes. No drapes. No drapes. Nothing will absorb the sounds that you'll produce.
0: The screaming room. And we're back. Welcome back to Positive Feedback Loop.
1: Positive Feedback Loop. Positive Feedback Loop. Positive feedback loop. Welcome back. We've just had a... Very philosophical podcast. Um, and after this word, uh, that word from our sponsors, uh, you should really invest it in Uh, we're the screaming room, the screaming room, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which really is every room I'm in. I was there a few weeks ago, I had
2: a great time, brought my kids, it was fantastic. You have kids when well, that happened? I mean, right now, it just happened. Oh, oh. For the purposes um, of the podcast, you can imagine the screen. you had kids for the purposes of the so podcast. You, you want so people are, to know the, the accurate
0: date, but you both are willing to tell other lies?
2: Well, it was not a lie, it's a truth fact. <laughs>
1: true <laughs> fact. Yeah, truth facts. Uh, TM. TM. By Luis. TM. Trademark mm-hmm. TM. <laughs> Luis has a
0: lot of trademarks. I do. He has more trademarks than patents.
1: Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't have many patents. <laughs> I really need to get some patents.
2: Gotta work on them patents.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I,
1: gotta, I gotta pan it up. Um, but yes, that actually is, is is interesting. I remember when we did our uh, law course for for the business school. That was probably one of the more enjoy more interesting courses I took. Because you here. learned how to that the you course, needed to or get or a that, patent or that part of the course. The no, that course. course the, the we had to do an intensive for viewers worked. who are not familiar with.
0: Yeah. There's oh. an elevator that just opened and it freaked Luis out. And it, it was really great to see the look <laughs> on his face. Yeah. It
1: sounded as though uh, one of those, you know, those old timey little elevators that, like little people pull things people to pull, pull food <laughs> inside yes, of old dumb mansions? A dumbwaiter, yes. It felt like there was a dumbwaiter about to open up behind me. A dumbwaiter? I was slightly picturing like a small man coming dumb out of here. It sounds like an insult. I would never want to be part I dumb like either.
0: that dumbwaiters are the thing that Luis is most terrified of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not. What does that mean? It's a dumb witter or waiter. Dumb waiter. Yeah. Dumb waiter. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's not it is not the most flattering name for an item no. or a, for a thing. It's kind of an insult. And, no, it's not it's not my greatest fear, although I don't know what my greatest fear is. Other than that I don't want to go for some existential crisis thing, hmm. um, but it it was just really weird how that happened, right as I was talking about law. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Which. Brings us back to maybe the the final thought on multiverses, which is we have our histories and our, our choices, our experiences. What about our thoughts?
1: Are you saying are you asking? Is there every
0: why? path for every thought someone could have had? No,
2: we're just channeling all those other universes by thinking. By thinking so it's kinda like say, a radio. When but you in to those the ra-
0: universes are they having thoughts? Well then? when
2: you when you listen to the radio, mm-hmm. right? It, not like internet radio, but um, um, you know, just frequency radio in the airwaves. Mm-hmm. It gets received. You listen to it, and it doesn't get recorded afterwards, unless you have like a like a mixtape trying thing going on. But in general, it just gets the recording is out there somewhere. Right. But it's not being re- re-recorded. Ah, uh, actually, that brings it to another point. You remember it, so the memory process is kind of like a write process. So
1: you're saying it that? Does. Wait, I'm. Um, um, yeah, I think you've confused me a little bit. Are you, arguing, are you arguing? Are you arguing that memory that you, multiverses are time displaced, as in, you remember things from other universes because they happen out of sync with our own? Ooh, I'm confused. Do multiverses
0: happen in sync? No. How do you? Why, <laughs> I like yeah, how you say that definitively. So sure, because it can't.
1: Why not? We're not saying do the same events happen in sync. We're saying does time work the same way in every universe not counting universes where like some great co- like cosmic event caused so time do not work you
2: can't look at it's it's a different dimension and it's like asking
1: um
2: you, you can't it's how do i do explain
1: it are you assuming that other in other universes that have the same laws of physics because there would be universe of right. the same laws of physics. But it's, it's still like Would obeys the laws
2: of physics. What I'm saying is it's a part of a different dimension.
1: But then, here's the thing. Time is something that is experienced when you're within that universe. From an outside point of view, all of time happens at the same time. Because time is not something that exists outside of our universe.
0: How do you know that?
2: Anyways, I think we're getting too this deep is, into the weeds. We should get a Guest in here who's more familiar with this true. kind of I information. Physics. So, we can have Ooh. a deeper conversation about this in later episodes. Yeah,
1: that
0: sounds great. So, yeah. for yeah. listeners
1: so who are interested feedback. at all in this topic, first of all, give us your feedback. And also, I apologize for cracking my knuckles. Uh, <laughs> first of all, give us your feedback. Write to us on our blog, mm-hmm. on, our, uh, yeah, on our website, bflpodcast.com. You yeah. P- F- L- com. yeah, go on there, write some comments, let us know what you think. And we will see if maybe in the future we can have someone a little bit more knowledgeable than us Mm -hmm. to tear down our our thoughts and processes. and Mm -hmm. uh, Tell us how things really work. how letting us a little bit.
0: So this has been PFL Podcast. Positive feedback loop. It's been a grand old time.
1: Signing off. And any other, any last words?
0: Stay crazy, as Luis always says. Stay crazy. (laughs)
1: PFL Podcast, stay crazy. Enjoy. (laughs)